With Metro and the best deal in wireless, you can rule your day. Get two lines with 5G access included for just $35 a month per line, period. With taxes and regulatory fees included every month. All on America's largest 5G network at no extra charge. Metro by T-Mobile, empowering you to rule your day. Requires auto pay. First month is $40 per line for two lines. 5G access requires capable device. Coverage not available in some areas. See Metro by T-Mobile.com or store for details. The in-dash OLED display in the Cadillac Escalade has 38 total diagonal inches of color display. So why do we give it a curve too? I guess you could say we like to bend the rules. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Thanks for listening to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest in American soccer. And don't forget to subscribe. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast. I'm Steven Jodderand. And I'm Jake Watroba. On today's episode, we have our good friend Jason at Home Sweet Soccer to join us to talk about USL and COVID-19. Plus, the NBA is thinking about playing into late summer. How screwed is American soccer? Listeners. Follow us on Twitter at Pod. We always enjoy your feedback and comments, so continue to send them in. And don't forget, you can find the show on any major podcast platform. Now, let's get to today's show. All righty, Jake, we are back. And boy, we actually got some uh, cool stuff for you listeners. We're talking about some sports. We got our good friend Jason joining us, talking about the impact that the coronavirus, COVID-19, is going to have on USL. Plus, I want to get to something really interesting regarding the NBA and how screwed MLS is. As Jake mentioned, at Unc Sam Soccer Pod, at Jake Retrova, at Steven Jodderand. How are we doing, Jake? Uh, I'm hanging in there. How are you doing? Good, good. Let's get to it. So ESPN's Adrian Wozanowski is has, has reported the NBA is looking to return in in the summer. Um which is really interesting to to say the least. Um at the moment it seems like nobody has a real clear uh, timeline. Qu- quite frankly, everything is so fluid. It is yeah, it is so fluid that nobody really knows what's going on. The Chinese league plans to come back here relatively soon, and that, that league was shut down for multiple weeks. So it is a good jumping-off point regarding the Chinese league and its return. And we're looking at you know two to three months, meaning that the NBA, the NHL, MLB will all come in the middle of summer at some point, right? And think about this. You have the NFL draft coming up here in April, and, and some GMs will have wanting have wanted to push it. The NFL seems to continue on, but I, I, I suspect that you could see like 
Could you imagine this, Jake, the NFL draft going to one round a day for six straight days starting, I don't know, Monday? You have the first round, or if you want to put it on the weekend. You know how many eyeballs would be glued to the TV? The NFL could dominate for an entire week. I think that is a good idea up until about round three or four. And then I think you would – I don't know. I, I guess in today's climate, if you will, I, I think it's a good idea potentially. But I think that under normal circumstances, after about the third round, I don't think many people care about the NFL draft. I think you're, uh, you'd are you be surprised with the TV ratings. But so, so now you have that. Think about it. You have the NHL Stanley Cup. You have the NBA Finals. You have the Masters in September. You have the Kentucky Derby in September. Never mind that you have the Premier League, the Bundesliga, Serie A, Champions League, all going to try to wrap up by the middle of summer. Oh, by the way, then you have the NFL and college football all starting August, September, right? That's when people get in that football gear. Then you got MLS, USL, US Soccer, US Open Cup, CONCACAF Champions League, Leagues Cup, Champions Cup. They're going to get buried in a massive seven-week period where MLS, you couldn't talk about MLS. You just couldn't care for it. I mean, how screwed is MLS? I mean, I think they're screwed in the fact that they're probably going to have to go up against, uh, I mean, unless the NHL and NBA cancels their season, which doesn't sound like the NBA is going to do so. Well, it'd be, uh, dumb, um, it'd be dumb on both leagues to cancel their season. Uh, I think there's a there's a more than uh, snowball's chance that the NHL could just cancel their season. That's, that's be the dumbest reason ever. It'd simply be stupid. Uh, I think the 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 way the ice in these arenas. Oh my god, ice! Right, and the ice is any better in May when the when the cup gets hoisted. You talk to NHL players about what it's like to play in Tampa Bay in uh, May or and June. Do they, they want a paycheck? About it? And they want a paycheck for a couple million bucks? I'm just saying. The ice, they, do they want their cup? Ice do, matters. The ice do you, matters. Do you think the uh, the name on the Stanley Cup means something more than some terrible ice argument? I'm just saying. The league could cancel it just because of it's harder to have yeah, that, uh, good ice in July in right, Anaheim right. Let's, or L.A. Or... Let's lose millions of dollars. They've already lost. I mean, they're it, it, yeah, it, right. Let's just mute, lose millions of more dollars when we could shorten the season up. We could have a fantastic Stanley Cup. You know, people will watch. Absolutely, people will watch. You're gonna have huge TV numbers, and you're gonna cancel the season for stupid ice reasons. Come on, that is I, soft. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that people are just gonna watch because it's back. Oh, and you've been, you're gonna begin the NBA then playoffs. You clearly, don't understand how bored people have been without sports. Yeah, but if you're going to give them other options, their eyeballs aren't going to be tuned to the National Hockey League. That's that's just my no, that's my take. I mean, there are certain parts of this country that care about the NHL, but there are large parts of this country that don't give a rat's ass about it. Yeah, but let me let me tell you one thing. This is an unprecedented times people are going to watch. If you have a month of August or a month of June when you have so many different sports. And I forgot to add that you'll baseball at some point return to play. So add that to the mix, right? MLS and MLB are the two leagues that are most screwed by the coronavirus because they, they have the opportunity to kind of coast here late summer. That's the two talking points. That's the two leagues that are ongoing that people can get cheap tickets or somewhat cheap tickets to. Now you're going to have a plethora of, of sports going on. 
You don't, if the NHL cancels or if the NBA cancels or if one of these league cancels, it is soft and it's moronic because people will have will want to sit down and watch live sports because we're going to go for for at least a month here before sports returns at least and that could go even further because you need to have the opportunity to give these players a chance to warm up you need a a, a, a many training camps less preseason so MLS is going to get buried the question is what is what is MLS going to do what are they going to do to help themselves are they going to extend the season? Are they going to go to this European calendar that has been floated out there? Well, I think at the very least, they're going to have to push MLS uh, Cup out to December. I think that that's the very least they could do. So they're, they're not forced to play, you know, twice every week or twice every other week. I think they they owe it to the players. I know MLS doesn't like the idea anymore of playing <clears throat> their, uh, the 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 climax of their season in, in mid December, you know, we've seen that where they've, you know, Toronto has hosted MLS cup and it's been super cold and, and things like that. But I think they're going to have to, and, you know, maybe this is the start of the discussion of, do we shift the calendar? I know the NBA is having those discussions of, do we shift the calendar? So the league starts uh, on Christmas. So I think, for all the people who think that the calendar needs to be moved to match the FIFA calendar or the European calendar. Um, I think this might open up the the door a little bit for MLS to have those discussions internally. Talking about sports at Unc Sam's soccer pod. We are not going to talk much about what book to read or what Netflix show you want to watch, because I think there's a real interesting silver lining here for sports is what is going to be the big difference come in the next few years, what calendars are going to get shifted around? Will we see the NBA champion be crowned in late summer versus the beginning of summer? Will that be the big change? Will we see MLS flip? Huh? Are we going to see the NBA as a whole drastically change where the draft suddenly happens uh, after free agency? I mean, there's so much to talk about, so much interesting stuff that I think MLS needs, MLS needs to be very strategic on what they do. Because the longer this goes on, the less likely I think they're going to be able to squeeze their entire season and have the offseason come during the winter. It will be simply too much for, for players, for the coaching staff, and if they want to get the U.S. Open Cup, Leagues Cup, all these different cups in, it's just not going to be plausible. They need to shift the calendar around. And the question is... At what point do they sit there and say, let's just try to finish out the season? Because, Jake, the MLS has played two games. Now you're going to go, what, close to six weeks without play, without training camp? There's no way that they can jump right into the games. You almost need a whole new offseason. Yeah, I mean, they're going to need a few weeks once the once this coronavirus pandemic thing has died down a little bit and they're given the go-ahead to at least play games, you know, it's going to start with behind closed doors, right? They're not going to go from no games to selling out stadiums again. It's going to be a few matches behind closed doors. So I would think they need at least two or three weeks to get back up to speed a little bit before we're going to see games. So if, if they start playing preseason May, you're probably not going to see games until uh, the beginning of June. All righty. Let's get to Jason.
Joining us now on the show is our good friend. He is the Stephen A. Smith of American Soccer. You can follow him at Home Sweet Soccer. It is Jason. Jason, what is going on? Every time I hear that, I feel like I need to immediately come on the mic and start yelling something. Like, I'll, I'll tell you what, Max Kellerman. I'll tell you right now, Chase Salinas should be on the U.S. national team. I'll tell you that right now, Max Kellerman. You guys start using like you guys start using like big words and stuff like that too. It is atrocious, an abomination, and despicable that Shea Salinas is not on the national team. I'll say it right now. End <laughs> the discussion. And then you gotta take a shot at Dallas Cowboys too. Right. Right. Well, they've been practicing. Uh, they've been practicing social distancing for the past twenty years. When we talk about playoffs. Well, <laughs> shots fired. Well, you never run out of you know when uh, Walmart put up all their Dallas Cowboys stuff. It was a nice restocking uh, of toilet paper right there. I was going to say, I'm, 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 I know people were grabbing that. <laughs> hey, uh, Jason, what sport currently? Obviously, April's a mass, massive sports month, right? You have pretty right. much everything going on you possibly want, apart from football. Well, I guess with the XFL. But what what sport do you miss most? Uh, it's, it's tough. Obviously, I I miss that we're not having uh NCAA tournament, and not for the fact I don't give a damn about the committee making money and all that. But for some of those kids, it's like literally eighty percent of those kids. That's the highlight of of their life, right? Like that's their chance yeah. for them to have to be on television, to make a Cinderella run, to be a part of something huge. You know, after this, they're going to, you know, most of them are going to be accountants and real estate agents or, you know, if we all live. Uh, but so for, for that tournament to not happen, that that kind of sucks. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Jake, Jake, do you miss – do you miss – I mean, are you big uh, March, March Madness guy? I, I – uh, yes and no. So over the last few years, I've actually found college basketball to be kind of unwatchable the more I've gotten into the NBA. But I will say the – How are you the, like a Euro snob at basketball? What in the <laughs> world? I don't know. It's, it's, oh. it's, it's – well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I Defending's trash. That would have never happened in the NBA. No, I, it's absolutely I actually trash. Don't, I actually don't think it's the defending that's trash. I, just think, I actually think it's the other side of the ball that's kind of trash. Here's the thing. I – I've grown up as a University of Minnesota fan. We've never been good in my life outside of the one Final Four appearance they've made that was uh, taken away from them because they cheated on tests in the mid-90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was about five or six years old when that happened. But outside of that, they've never really been good. I think the deepest run I've seen the Golden Gophers make in the NCAA tournament is to the second round. Um, well, they were good this year, right? No. Oh, they were not. They were oh, okay. a little 500 team, unless they would have went on a run in the Big Ten tournament before Maybe it was canceled. Maryland then, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I will say, though, for as, as much as I've just taken a dump on college basketball, I will say the third, the third, like that Thursday and Friday, that first round of the NCAA tournament, and and then even that Saturday and Sunday, it's probably the best four days of sports, I think, yeah, of and... the year. I think that's like, that's the best time. There's... There's like nothing that comes close to it. There's nothing come, that comes close to like a 13 seed beating a four. A four yeah, or, and I went to a great. school that happened. Like I, I, I went to Georgia State, and so we beat Baylor. I think we were like a 15 seed or a 14 seed. Baylor is like a three. And, and a game-winning three from the coach's son. And the coach – I heard uh, that game. Yeah, who, who already has a torn ACL because he celebrated winning the – Sunbelt tournament to get into March Madness is on a stool the whole game and falls off 
his stool when his son makes the game winning shot. Like, come on, that's just that's just fun to watch no matter who you are. So I think that's what yeah. I miss because mm. you know what with NBA, like all those are great games, but we're going to get those March madness like those specific kids we're not going to get them right like a lot of these kids are graduating or going to the pros right. and then that's they it they never the, got a chance to play do you think the lead like we, we we'll get to this right and jake and i in the first segment we talked about this but the plans is for pretty much every league across the globe is to somehow resume and whether that is to shorten the season cut straight to the playoffs whatever that may be it's the plans is or are to resume do you think they make up this tournament? Because it doesn't seem like, oh, this is just three weeks and we come back. This seems to be an extended period of time of, of at least six to eight weeks before you you get some sort of games of, of any sport to come back. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, with college, it's tough because, you know, you're, you have to correlate that with, uh, you know, graduation and finals and stuff, right? So... For them, I'm sure it's just like for players when they know that they're going to March Madness, they probably have some kind of agreement with their classes and everything. And I don't know if that's happening now, especially because they can't be on campus. Uh, so I think, yeah, I don't think they're they're going to make up this tournament. I, I kind of think that because even though everyone thinks we're going to get back in Easter, that ain't happening. And so they're just going to have to push it back. Or just, I mean, they're just not going to have to do it this year. They're going to have to cancel it. Right, right. So l- let me get your take on this. So the, the potential here, right? NFL drafts at some point in April, right? But let's let's disregard that for for a moment. You have the European leagues that want to at some point resume, and that's going to extend into the summer. You'll have MLS at some point that will extend into summer. But then you have the Masters in September, the Kentucky Derby in September. You have the NBA playoffs, Stanley Cup playoffs at some point in the summer. Then you have MLB that will start their summer too. How screwed do you think U.S. soccer is when you have all these other leagues come into the summer as well, and then you have football right around the corner. So, I mean, but it's it's not that much different, right? Because the NFL draft is still at the same time. The NBA finals, or, you know, there's going to be NBA going on in June, which is when the finals would be. Um, I think the, the big thing is people are going to be so relieved to have sports that's going to be the focus, right? Like right. I haven't seen the NBA in three months. I'm so glad I get to watch it again. Whereas in the summers where it's usual and sports are going, people will be like, oh, damn, it's summer. There's no sports on. Oh, MLS is on here. Let me watch this. And I think now you're not going to get that. It's going to be like, no, I haven't seen baseball or basketball in months. Or, you know, They're going to focus on that. That's going to be the big thing. But you, um, especially you, like you said, if, right. if they jump directly in the playoffs or however that works, it just becomes a lot more of a big deal just because people have been yearning for it. Right. But you don't think that the way it seems and China is probably the best estimate we have for the, the Chinese basketball league there took close to what is it, Jake, three months off? Probably before... three or five. Well, now they pushed their start back to May. So it's probably what, four months off now? Yeah, so, I mean, it doesn't seem likely that the NBA, NHL is going to get done by the middle of the summer. It seems like this is going to go into August at least. And my big concern is, well, there's so much sports going on. Why am I going to take time to watch an MLS game? Yeah, I I agree with you, especially if NBA goes into fall, which would make sense. And then they yeah. just start December. I think, like, you know, this, they, they kind of own December, so on Christmas Day maybe. Maybe that's when you start the season. Um, 
but yeah, so when you when you when you put it like that, I agree. It is going to be tough to get people on board with you know watching MLS, especially when it's traditionally during a time there's not really any other sports going on in the summer. I also think though that there, when you're looking at MLS fans versus um, fans of the NBA or NHL or Major League Baseball, I don't think that if you t- took that Venn diagram and said MLS fans and then took the circles of you know yeah. MLB or NHL or uh, NBA, I don't know if those two circles overlap over all that much. Like I'm an MLS fan and I'm an NBA fan, I'm an NHL fan, I'm an MLB fan. I tend to think that I might be in the minority of somebody who pays attention to all four of those leagues. I don't know. Do you agree with that, Jason? Yeah. I, so then I think the question is what happens with European soccer? Yeah. Yeah. So it's one of those things where you have soccer pubs. Most of the TVs that are on soccer games, you know, like if, if they're on Big Fox or Big NBC or our Big ESPN, they usually follow some kind of a European soccer game before that, right? And so that becomes the question then. If there's European soccer, if they say, all right, we're just going to, you know, the season's going to start back up in May and we're going to run it till August and then we're not going to start the Premier League and all these other leagues until October, December or something, yeah, then you then it becomes a thing to where maybe uh, you're in trouble because now you're not just competing with, you know, the big four. You're also competing with European soccer. Now, if European soccer decides to scrap everything, and I don't know what they're doing with Champions League and all that good stuff, um, and then MLS might have a chance, right, if it kind of separates itself as one of the only leagues playing. Yeah. If I were a Liverpool and, fan. And it, they would benefit. Like, it would be the first time that they benefit not being on the FIFA schedule. Yeah. Which, which though, which, which, I don't care. Y'all call it a hot take all you want. I'm fine with them not being on the FIFA schedule. I think what they've done, what the schedule was supposed to be this year, was was one of the best fits that they've had because you're not playing soccer in Toronto in December, in January, yeah, no, in February. That's the big. Criticism. There would be way too many canceled games in Colorado and Toronto and Portland and Seattle and Vancouver. It's not happening. Too cold. Yeah, well, Vancouver you could play because of the dome, but yeah, it's too uh, cold yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. too much snow. It's no, too you, much snow. You, you're right. I find it fascinating because Liverpool, uh, the Premier League. What I was reading up is that their TV contract isn't a guarantee, so they have to make up those games uh, in order to get the well, money. So it's it's very unlikely because Liverpool obviously before the before coronavirus kind of went into a massive slump, right? Uh, but still, an unbelievable season that they are accomplished. <laughs> They're two games away, two, or I guess six points away from mathematically winning the league. How shitty would it be if they if you know I guess the FA said, yeah, let's just scrap the scrap it, Liverpool. Sorry, you don't win your your trophy that you've been dying to win for 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 decades. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's all going to be about the money. Yep, follow the money. Yep. So, so, you know, go ahead, Jake. I guess real quick, I I just think this is the the, the timing of all this, though, I think might actually be perfect for these leagues to kind of get lined up with uh, the World Cup in 2022, given that it's going to be played in November, and that maybe this is, this kind of pushes leagues to get on a, a... I guess, if you will, an MLS calendar or or a U.S. soccer calendar uh, for the next, 
don't know, year or two. Yeah, where... but Jake, th- there's a problem with that. You have the European Championships that were originally rumored. I remember I saw rumors for this that they wanted to push it into the like the December time frame before coronavirus really got into what what it is today. That they originally wanted to put that December, which your theory, your thought would make sense. But now that the European Championships are next summer. It'd be very. I, I don't see how leagues would be able to play that MLS calendar season leading up into that 2022 World Cup, which is going to be played in December. Um, I, I mean, I guess it's kind of pick your poison, right? When you want players to be leaving, it would probably approximately be about the same point of the season. Yeah, like, and then again, it's it comes down to the money. What, what do you, what's making more money, the federations for the national teams or the club teams? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, just, just a theory I threw out there. I, uh, um, I don't know. I don't they hate do it. A, I mean, it would. It would they do like a Liga MX thing where you have two split seasons, where you have like a you know a spring and fall season or something to that effect. I, I don't know. It, it. Uh, I mean, you, I don't want to say it's convenient that <laughs> coronavirus popped up, but I, I just think that maybe this is ironically something that gets everybody on the MLS calendar (laughs) and that uh city fan (laughs) (laughs) i i don't know i don't know it's just something that popped into my head it's uh it's there's there's so many layers to to what's going on right now and it's going to be kind of interesting to see how this eventually right plays up out, out over the next 18 months or so right and simply put right we we honestly don't know what's going to happen we still don't know whether or where corona you know where covid-19 is going how bad it's going to be is it going to come back in the second wave as some people have said is it not is the summer months going to kind of kill it off i mean we simply don't know and the three of us are definitely not experts in this field however jason you are an expert regarding more on the us sales side of things we talked about the impact mls has had obviously that's the big league here in the states but I, I would assume this really screws over USL more so than it does MLS. Uh, in in multiple ways. This is, and I, I've said before, um, I think US, I think lower league soccer in general gets hit by this harder than maybe any other sport. Um, and it's for multiple reasons. So with USL, A, you have teams, you know, some teams are sharing field with a baseball team right minor league baseball team so then what happens then when the season you know is changed you have to work on the scheduling of well when can we actually play home games when we when do we play away games uh you have situations like usl league two is is you know college kids pretty much right they're pretty much made up of college kids and now what happens right the the league was supposed to start I think the first week in May, something around there sometime in May, is it does it still start on time? Are kids not going to want to play in it because they're like, hey, I haven't had time to really prepare? You know, being it, it's one to have the season delayed. It's another to not be able to work out with a team, right? People are quarantined. You can't leave. You can do workout maybe at home or if you have a gym in your apartment complex, but you're not getting that team chemistry. Coaches can't scout. You can't, you know, have camp it, it's it's going to be a lot and even today uh the mpsl they canceled their 2020 seasons uh we, we've seen teams for usl league two like Asheville city they pulled out uh, for the 2020 season uh and this is this is hurting them and then you look at the financial side of it right that's a big part of it too because you know these owners 
they have to have uh, a minimum of, I think, $10 million in net worth to own a team, right? But $10 million, you say it costs, let's say, $3 million to run this team, right? If you can't, these owners are depending on ticket sales, merch, more than these, you know, bigger teams that have these TV deals, that have these jersey deals, that have, you know, other endorsements, right? This is more of community-based. We need butts in the seats. We need merch. We, you know, they that ESPN Plus money, it's it's great for USL to have gotten it, but it's definitely not enough to hold over owners, and so. That's the biggest issue with them because the longer this this delay happens, the more owners are going to say, "Hey, look, I can't lose two million dollars this year in in revenue, right? I can't do it. I can't keep I can't keep up shop and pay for employees and players and stuff if we're not going to be playing." Um, and so the next, I think the next month is going to be extremely important uh, to, to see what happens. And Jason, as controversial as this may be. Do we have a U.S. Open Cup later this summer, or do you think that's going to be canceled? No, I think it's going to be canceled. I do. I like as much as I want it. As wow. much as U.S. Open Cup is 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 like one of my favorite, probably outside of Concacaf, just because Concacaf is so ridiculous. Yeah. U.S. Open Cup is probably my favorite tournament. I just don't see how it happens, and if it does happen, I think that it's it's not going to be the same format. I think they're going to jump and skip into the later rounds. I think the amateur teams are going to get screwed up, screwed out of it. Um, I think it's just going to be too much. The U.S. soccer doesn't even put much into that at you know being you know the, sure. with, with everything right. There's no they don't don't do anything to get any kind of sponsorship deals. They don't do any kind of marketing. Is I I don't see it happening. You know, and it'd be great if it could. But like I said, when you're when you have a tournament that's made up of teams for a league that just canceled for a USL League 2 team that has teams pulling out. Now you're going to have to pull those teams that might have been playing in the U.S. Open Cup out. Who do you replace them with? How does the traveling work? Where are they playing? You have to reschedule everything. It, it Unless the leagues actually start back up in two weeks or by May 10th, whatever it was, um, where, you know, where they can start training again in two weeks and then they can you know st- play in May, I don't see this tournament happening. I wonder where that extra Champions League spot's going to go now. I mean, are you just gonna give hand it over to MLS and uh, yeah, or them, <laughs> or they what they do? Maybe they do something like I think what like in the in the Caribbean, right? They have the the Caribbean Championship Cups, and then maybe they do a thing to where um, they take the third place team uh, for MLS, and then they throw that they throw them into that tournament to, and if they can win that tournament, they get the spot or something. Oh yeah, that'd be that'd be interesting. On the same lines, do you think Concacaf Champions League gets somehow wrapped up? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's another great question because uh, the longer you know into the season, and now that if seasons are going to be shorter, you know, a lot of these uh, club managers, especially when you look at um, who's crazy boy out there in Club America, he's not going to let his players play midweek games for Concacaf Champions League in in june july right that's not happening because he already doesn't care as much about the tournament and he's trying to win his league title and the season's short and the games matter more so yeah i think it does affect that big time see i'm of the belief that uh i think the Concacaf champions league will, will, will roll on but i think uh u.s open cup 
Campiones Cup, uh, Leagues Cup, whatever cup uh, we're doing with League MX now. Man, I think all I'm that okay stuff's getting with, canceled. I'm, I'm okay with the Leagues Cup and the Campiones Cup getting canceled for the season. Cause How quite... dare you call yourself an American soccer fan? How dare you? I'd much rather have the U.S. Open <laughs> Cup. Give me that. Let no, me tell you, my, I, best, I my best soccer memory was at the 2016 uh, U.S. Open Cup final between FC Dallas and the New England Revolution. By far but, my best but, U.S. soccer I've memory. Every U.S. Open Cup loss the Philadelphia Union had, all three, driving <laughs> six hours for two of them and then flying to Houston <laughs> to see the other. So, oh. yeah, as much as uh, the heartbreak as U.S. Open Cup has given me, I don't make that kind of dedication without loving that tournament. So I'm with you. I hope that it, it doesn't, but I, it's, it's really hard for me to see because it's across so many different leagues, because there's amateur teams involved, because – you know, the like the League Two teams, are they supposed to just go into the tournament, you know, without ever meeting up? It's just it's it's too it's too tough, I think, to put it on unless they, like I said, jump into a fourth round and just say, hey, we're only going to have or a fifth round, whatever it is, where they say, hey, we're only going to have USL and MLS teams this year, which would, I think, be caused enough of a ruckus to where they would just cancel it at that point. Yeah. And, and I'm also of the opinion that, too, that MLS owners don't really want their players to participate or their teams to really participate in it. Right. I also think there's a, like there's, there's this American, um, I really don't know how to describe this, but this isn't like the U S open cup isn't in like your traditional American leagues. You know what I mean? Where you're not gonna like baseball, big, the best baseball or bath NBA would be the two leagues you could look at where it's like, Oh, the pro teams playing the minor league team. Like that, that doesn't happen in, in either of those leagues. So I think, you have these American owners who are like, I don't understand why we're doing this. This is just stupid. Why don't we just keep everything in house here with the league? So yeah, I mean, uh, if we had a we had, if we had a a federation that was actually knew what uh, it was doing, capable of doing anything, uh, they would put the resources to show that this tournament's beautiful because it gives exposure to the lower leagues. It shows players who you might see playing for you know Florida Soldiers, and then all of a sudden they're in MLS two years ago. Go, oh, yeah, I remember. Like he got his shine because he scored a hat trick against you know a USL team, and then they got the play Chicago Fire or something like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it sucks. It, it because you know outside of Corona, US Open Cup deserves a lot more. And it like you said, no other league does that. And this is like something that we should be. That's what I love. About about american soccer and culture and it's just like this is something that we should be emphasizing yeah it's it's the ncaa best way i can describe it it's the ncaa tournament of soccer if you will and uh i mean you make a great point of putting someone on like uh you know with some of these lower league teams who you have these teams or players who show out in this tournament i mean let's face it steph curry never goes off for davidson in that uh ncaa tournament what was it 10 12 years ago i mean yeah, stock stock rises. You're that's right. right. That's right. You are 100. Mm-hmm. So it's just something crazy to think about. But Jason, thanks again for joining us today. Tell our listeners where we can find you uh, on Twitter and where we can uh, find your podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Home Sweet Soccer. Uh, me and Ira Jersey, we also host a podcast called League One Fun. You can find that on Twitter uh, at League the Number One and Fun. Uh, we're uh, we're on the BGN network. That's BGN.FM. And yeah, I, I've said it once and I'll say it a million times. Alan Gordon's the greatest sub of all time. And I'll tell you what, Max Kellerman, it's a shame that no one takes any time to acknowledge that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, there you have it. The Stephen A. Smith, the soccer 
right then and there, Max Kellerman, Alan Gordon, greatest sub. Who's, a, who's, uh, your, uh, who's your Max Kellerman, by the way, Jason? I really, I really don't have one. I guess it's Ira just because he's unfortunately the person that has to hear me yell the most. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it. There you have it. Listeners, you can follow us on Twitter at UncSamSoccerPod. Follow Jason at HomeSweetSoccer and follow uh, League One Fun. You can follow myself at Jake Watroba and Stephen Jodorand at Stephen Jodorand. For Jason, for Stephen, I'm Jake. We'll talk to you guys next time. Deuces. A little flexibility can go a long way. By refinancing your newer used auto loan with PenFed, you can lower your monthly payments for more flexibility in your budget. You can even schedule your first payment for up to 60 days from the date of your refinance. Calculate how much you can save at PenFed.org slash autorefi or call 1-800-247-5626 to apply. Membership is open to everyone. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. The in-dash OLED display in the Cadillac Escalade has 38 total diagonal inches of color display. So why do we give it a curve too? I guess you could say we like to bend the rules. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving.